0: Thank you.
1: This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 37, Dog Man. Leaves crunched loudly under Sam's boots as he walked through the thick brush. It was dark the only things visible were illuminated by a small flashlight he held shaking in his left hand in the other he held his pride and joy a Canon EOS the best camera he had ever owned Sam recently purchased the camera it had come on the heels of a promotion that he could not have afforded to miss and thankfully he hadn't working for Countrywide Wildlife was a tough gig He'd spent three years in the mailroom before even being considered for more serious work. He would never forget walking into Mr. Wilson's office that day. The gruff old man had even stood to shake his hand. Now don't screw this up. Now if only he could keep from screwing it up. But the problem wasn't Sam. It was his assignment. Mr. Wilson had been very clear that the only time he would be able to find a barn owl in Michigan was at night. It was rumored there was just one mating pair left in the entire state, and the DNR hadn't even found them yet. It would be Sam who was saddled with the nearly impossible task of finding the birds and taking their photo for the cover of next month's issue. That was all well and good, except that owls are night creatures, and though Sam knew he was too old for it, he was still afraid of the dark. It wasn't just the fact that darkness masked whatever was out there. It was that sometimes he could swear it was an entity all its own, lurking all around him, swallowing things whole. But he knew better than that. Of course, the darkness was only an absence of light. He supposed it probably sprang from a frightening childhood experience, except that he couldn't think of what it could be. Based on his own recollections... He had had a perfectly normal childhood. Weekends spent hanging out with friends, riding bikes through the neighborhood, and avoiding his parents. His family was supportive without being overwhelming. All things considered, he figured he'd had it pretty well. Not that it'll stay that way, a voice inside him whispered. He shook the thought from his head, then steadied his trembling light. Breathing slowly, Sam reminded himself that it wasn't that bad. Everything would be perfect once he got that perfect photo. That was all he needed. Now that he thought of it, it was strange that his dark room didn't bother him. But in there, in his safe space, the shadows didn't seem to stretch out at him, reaching for him. In his dark room, Sam could be alone in silence and peace. He could work on his photos without having to worry that an editor was inspecting his work over his shoulder, coming at him with suggestions to change the coloring or tweak the exposure. He worked on what he liked in that room. It was his place. A branch snapped off to his right. Instinctively, he dropped to a knee and lowered his light, bathing himself in darkness, he had to be careful. He was, after all, in northern Michigan. He had done his research and found it was possible for him to run into a bear, wolf, coyote, occasional mountain lion, or, if you believe the rumors, dogman. But Sam was not the superstitious type. He knew better than to believe in overexposed pictures, shaky handwork, and terrible lighting. Any of the pictures he had seen on the internet could have easily been staged in his opinion nonetheless he listened intently to the sounds of the forest around him a squirrel chattered giving away his position in the bushes crickets chirped melodically and far away coyotes yipped and howled echoing through the seemingly empty woods nothing else it could have been a dead tree branch falling to the forest floor no big deal right? though something told him that was not the case he wasn't sure why but the feeling was strong maybe an instinct staying crouched he waited and waited finally he felt confident that whatever may have been there was gone he slowly stood shining his light all around there was nothing remarkable or out of place he could see no beast or man Everything was alright. Right? Then why did he feel this deep sense of dread? His breath came out in fast, steady plumes that dissipated two feet from his mouth. He was chilly, yes, but he hadn't noticed just how damn cold until now. Only a moment ago, he thought of his promotion and cushy new paycheck And now his heart raced with such fury he felt it may burst from his chest, or worse, explode. Get a hold of yourself, he mumbled under his breath, tugging his jacket down to cover his exposed lower back, but the chill was there to stay. Suddenly a startling call came from ahead. It was the sound he had been waiting to hear all night, the elusive barn owl. Tonight, he would finally earn that promotion. He lifted his camera from where it dangled from his neck Checking to make sure the flash was on and it was ready to shoot And slowly walked toward the owl call He was surprised by the excitement running its way up and down his spine Never before had he snuck up on something in the dark And he found it exhilarating For once he wasn't entirely afraid of the dark Tonight he found himself almost welcoming it As a camouflage though a big part of him was still terrified of what might come at him from that dark. Nonetheless, he clicked off the small flashlight, thrusting himself into complete darkness. Sam slowly crept toward the owl's low chirps. This was it. He was nearly certain that he would get his shot and prove to his boss that giving him the promotion had been the right thing. Finally, he was standing beneath the tree that the call came from. It was so dark, he had no idea where the owl could be sitting in the tree. He would just have to start snapping pictures and hope he could get a good one before the bird decided to take flight. He lifted his camera, listening intently. It sounded like it was coming from about 15 feet up and off to his left. He raised his camera to his face. It didn't matter. He couldn't see a damn thing. He steadied himself, then began snapping photos. The first flash was extremely bright and nearly blinding. He clicked repeatedly, excited. There was the owl. He could see it in the steady flash. It looked like the right one. But where was its mate? If he had to guess, maybe it was out hunting while the other watched over its nest. But something just didn't feel quite right, and he couldn't put his finger on it. Suddenly, the owl stopped hooting. The forest seemed to fall silent around him. It was more than eerie, it was unnerving. As if all the creatures in the woods knew something that he didn't. Something terrible. He stood perfectly still, half not wanting to scare his subject away and half afraid that there really was something out there. His lungs screamed for air and he realized that he'd been holding his breath in this mounting trepidation. Gently, he drew a breath through his nose, still not wanting to draw attention to himself. His body wanted more air, but he denied it knowing that if he missed getting that perfect photo, it could be the end of his career. That was not something he was willing to accept. A shuffling in the leaves came from his right. Something was approaching. Keeping his breath low, he turned slowly, not wanting to alert whatever was out there to his presence. The unmistakable sound of footsteps became clearer as the sound drew closer. Only two footsteps at a time, though. Suddenly, Sam was afraid. Confused, anxious, but a thin stream of excitement ran through him at the same time. Controlling his breath was no longer an option. It came in quick, rapid puffs. Was there someone else out here? Something? There had to be. Animals don't walk on two feet. But who could it be? Sam's fearful mind flashed back to a movie he'd seen about cannibalistic mutant people who lived deep in a forest. But that was unlikely, and he knew it. Maybe it was a hunter in search of an animal that got away. Who hunted at night, though? Weren't you only supposed to during the day? Or worst of all, could it be that Mr. Wilson hadn't really had the faith in Sam that he claimed... Maybe the gruff old man had sent another photographer out here to capture an image of the elusive birds. Anger bubbled up. If Mr. Wilson didn't believe in his abilities, then why would he have given him the promotion? That old coot didn't know the first thing about photography. He thought photographers had one of the easiest jobs in the world. He had no idea how hard it was to get that perfect shot. Everything had to be just right for a picture to work, from lighting to positioning, exposure, and beyond. There was so much that went into it. Cool it, Sam, he told himself, trying to control his anger. He took a deep, slow breath. So far as he knew, everything was fine. Sure, there was someone else out here, but it was unlikely the person was here to upend his career or eat him alive. When he finally got a hold of himself, he realized that the footsteps had stopped. With a sudden burst of confidence, he decided to call out to whoever it was. Uh, hello He was still careful not to scare his owl away. No answer. Any, um, anyone there? Silence. He shifted his weight nervously. He knew he had heard the footsteps. He had not heard them retreat, so whoever it was, was still lurking somewhere out there. Uh, if someone's there, please answer me. A low growl came in response. Fear leapt from his stomach to his throat. It sounded like a dog, but bigger. A bear? A wolf? But Sam couldn't be sure of what it was. His heart pounded in his chest and blood roared in his ears. Calm down, he insisted to himself. It's just a hunter out with his dog. No big deal. But the voice in the back of his mind was telling him that it could be a very big deal. Maybe he'd gotten it wrong about the footsteps. It was possible that what he'd heard approach was a lone dog or wolf. The creature could be mean or rabid or territorial. He had to do something but he was at a loss for what that might be. He listened for the growling to come again. It didn't. It seemed he was at a standstill with whatever animal was out there. He was nearly certain now that it was an animal. A person would have answered him by now. He forced himself to steal his resolve. He was not going to leave without getting that shot he was afraid to turn his back to whatever hid in the darkness. He had seen far too many animal attack videos to not have terrible images flowing through his mind. Minutes ticked by, and Sam stayed still, waiting for something to happen. He was in a stalemate. He could hear the heavy, steady breathing of the creature. An enormous sound. Finally, he mustered all of his courage and raised his camera to take a picture of the animal, then thought better of it. If this animal was skittish or easily angered, the camera's flash would irritate it. He was not interested in being trampled or mauled by a bear. Slowly, he reached for his small flashlight, taking care not to alarm the creature that stood mere feet from where he was. He held his breath and clicked the light on. It took his eyes a moment to adjust, and then they did. He saw that his flashlight illuminated two massive feet, each covered in thick black fur with extremely long, sharp nails. Sam stifled a grasp, nearly dropping his flashlight. Very slowly, he directed the light upward. The feet led to two legs. They were dog-like in shape and covered in the same heavy fur. Near the hip area, hands came into view, each tipped with a curled, razor-sharp claw. They were human-like, but covered in more of that thick, dark hair. The anticipation was too much. He couldn't bear it anymore. He had to know what he was dealing with here. Directing the flashlight at the creature's face, he screamed. Two bright yellow eyes stared back at him set in a head that appeared to be half-human and half-dog. A long muzzle covered in fur held a shocking number of long-pointed teeth. On top of the creature's head were two pointed ears, cocked back and nearly laying against the animal's head. It growled low, wrinkling its snout and baring its teeth. Dog man, he said breathily wasn't possible, was it? Were the rumors really true? All of these thoughts and fears raced through his head in a matter of moments. Somewhere above him, the subject of his photos took flight, fleeing into the night sky. He dropped his flashlight, stepping back. The light bounced and rolled, landing at the foot of a nearby tree. It illuminated low brush and dead leaves, and Sam could feel himself trembling as he tried to peer through the darkness. He didn't know where the beast was. The growl was still rumbling in its chest, but he found it nearly impossible to pinpoint it. As he took another step backward, the toe of his shoe caught on a gnarled root, sending him teetering, flailing his arms as he fell to the dry, crunchy leaves on the forest floor. He scrambled to stand again. Then stood turning in circles, trying to decipher where the creature had gone. He had lost all sense of direction. He couldn't even see where his flashlight was. He seemed just to be floating in a swirling void of inky darkness. His breathing grew faster, ragged with fear. His heart pounded in his chest. The pressure in his ears sent a ringing through his head that masked every other sound. But that ringing in his ears didn't stand a chance when the low thrum of the beast's growl ripened into a gut-wrenching bark that tore through the night. Sam lost control of his bladder. Warmth rushed down his thighs, soaking his pants and dripping into his shoes. He turned to run and tripped again. He found himself once again sprawled out on the leaves. Only this time the creature was on top of him, its crushing weight pressed on his chest. A scream poured out of Sam's mouth. It echoed through the forest as the dogman hunched forward and sunk his teeth into his throat. The scream turned into a gurgling sound, desperate and racked with agony. He felt a new sensation under the pain. Pins and needles began racing from his fingertips up his arms as he felt warm blood spray from the wound in his throat. He gagged on the blood running down his throat and into his stomach. It was harder and harder to breathe. Gurgling breath bubbled out of his mouth he grew dizzy and knew that this was it this was the end for him the dogman threw its head back and howled into the night sky Sam never made it out of those woods his camera was discovered by a young couple while out hiking and upon developing the film they found several beautiful photos of a pair of white barn owls. But after that, a blurry picture of what appeared to be a wolf. It is speculated that he was attacked and eaten by a wolf, despite the fact that wolf attacks are extremely rare in northern Michigan. The CWWL grieved the loss of their new photographer, but quickly found a replacement, and life went on. Locals began reporting sightings of two massive beasts that appeared to be dog-like in form, running together shortly after Sam's disappearance. Some speculate that these creatures are some sort of missing link, or an undiscovered animal. Others claim they are simply extremely large wolves. Still others buy into the legend of the dog-man. Whatever the true nature of these mysterious monstrosities, one thing is certain. The locals are afraid to go out at night. And for good reason.
0: Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We're your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now the debrief. Alright. So first I want to say this is gnarly. Gnarly. Um, yeah. Especially the ending. I, I wasn't quite expecting it. Uh, you know, it's, I, I thought we were going to at least have like somewhat of a happy, happier ending, more of like a
1: meat cute, but no, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was not a meat cute. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> See, the, you will quickly, you'll quickly understand as we go through this that what just really sets Dogman apart in the world of cryptids. Is a distinct lack of meat cutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, dogman. Dogman is scary as fuck, dude. Like,
0: yeah. It's
1: yes. Like, honestly, <sighs> a lot of there's a lot of um, people will say like, I think I saw a Sasquatch. I think I saw a Bigfoot. Right. But the whole the whole time I. I was seeing it or near it I felt this like terrible sense of dread yeah and most people who know about Dogman are like you saw Dogman not Bigfoot right like I mean cause it's it goes hand in hand with Dogman encounters is this just like this feeling like of evil people associate like a like a a real like sense of evil in Dogman
0: I mean yeah it's a, it's like a legit monster if you will yes. like you know so it's not it's not your just average everyday cute little cryptid <laughs> yeah. um, you know like this is yeah yeah, yeah. You know. it's
1: something beyond the dangers of just encountering a wild animal
0: right I mean like, basically just attacks first and you know ask questions later basically
1: yeah or never
0: <laughs> <laughs> or never you're right yes it's just a juggernaut of destruction which i mean is definitely far different than a lot of like especially a lot of cryptids rather like you know i mean this yeah. is it's more so one like doesn't matter i mean obviously if you see it then it's probably too late
1: <laughs> yeah almost definitely like and it's important to note here that like um the uh Dogman is the second most commonly reported cryptid ever, right behind Bigfoot. Yeah,
0: like which is not surprising. I mean, especially you know with like I'm sure a lot of cases it's mistaken for just like an oversized wolf. Yeah, especially like an alpha wolf
1: or something like that. Yeah, you know, like
0: you know, I, I could see that for sure.
1: There's this um, there's this classic sighting where a guy was approached by like a pack of wolves, right? And then he makes a bunch of noise and all of them except one take off. And this one that's left standing there, it just stands up onto two feet and stares at him Ew. before walking away.
0: As He walks yeah. away on two feet as well? Yes. It's like there's his hand in his pocket and basically <laughs> lowers his head down and says, all right. Lights a cigarette.: <laughs> 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 throws one of his favorite songs on his Walkman. Exactly. I
1: like to think of Dogman having a Walkman. <laughs> I hope so.:
0: No, but seriously, definitely though, never made like
1: <laughs> yeah. definitely never made the upgrade to the Discman. No,
0: not at all. still still. He's a
1: cassette man. Yeah,
0: all the way. I mean, they're making their comeback though. They really That's they really true. are. Like people are collecting oh, cassettes know. now like like vinyl, which is also CDs are making their comeback. That's not what this episode is about, but still. <laughs> um, yeah. anyhow, Dogman and Zwalkman. Um but yeah, I know like man, it, I can I can honestly say like if I was this kid in this position. I know there's no real way to like outrun this thing. Yeah. Definitely. You know, yeah. like there's the, yeah, I mean if you're that close like you have no way to, I mean Yeah, unless like he's extremely good at climbing a tree. Yeah. I, I still think he's probably not not going to live through it, but still like, I mean something, right? Yeah. But no, like that first thing where he like almost drops his flashlight and then like shines it at the feet. Like, yeah. oh man, that right there I would I'd I'd literally be pooping myself. Yeah like it, it, no joke like instantly i know he pissed himself but like yeah i would just be straight yeah. like dropping a deuce right there like that would be i awful, wouldn't have man
1: <laughs> i i wouldn't have made it to the face <laughs> no there's no way not.
0: no yeah. or just like play dead <laughs> isn't that what you're supposed right? to do I yeah i don't think no, um, you're supposed to act big when it comes to bears that's true yeah what do you do what if for they a attack dog you?
1: Man? You're supposed to play dead, right, right? True, true, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, disclaimer don't take like wildlife advice from Ryan and I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're uh, yeah, it's really not the best
1: advice, sorry, <laughs> yeah. We might be right, but definitely double check with someone who's yeah. been in the woods in the last five years. Exactly. Like, I would have <laughs> expected this guy to,
0: like, have more, like, training when it came to these things. Like, obviously, like, coming into contact, like, wolf attacks and things like that aren't aren't as active and aren't as, like, right, yeah. aren't as common in the area. But I would feel like there's, like, some training that prepares you for these types of things. Like, I know, well, Dogman, that's going to be a big difference, but still. Yeah, for sure like i feel like there's something like something that like you could do i mean
1: yeah, i don't know i honestly i have no idea how how you could successfully defend yourself in that situation yeah. like I, so you're talking about a like 7 foot tall right wolf on two legs like that's fucking terrifying but
0: you said he worked for like the county wildlife like did he carry like carry a firearm well, or anything like
1: that n- he worked for the magazine.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Then yeah. never uh, never mind. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to be, not going to be like quite in that situation. Yeah.
1: And he had just been promoted, so he didn't even have experience with like being out there getting wildlife photography. Yeah. Yet. He was brand new. Yeah. That's true.
0: That's true. So those are, those are things to take into consideration.
1: And he was afraid of the dark. <laughs> so... <laughs> This
0: guy's very vanilla out here and tracking down, (laughs) tracking down a barn owl that,
1: uh, well he succeeds. He did. He got the owls. He got it. He got it. For sure. So he didn't uh, even realize he got both of them.
0: Well, yeah. At least I'm sure. I hope those photos did well. Like I hope they still printed it though. Right? <laughs> like, that would have been nice. You know, <laughs> they post like a small, like little, like really fine print, like yeah. tribute Recipes to Sam to Sam, <laughs> Sam so and so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, man, it's yeah, it's kind of awful. <laughs> kind of awful. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a sad story. I wanted to go scary. Yeah, on the story, no, like, like even for us, because. Dogman scares the shit out of me. Honestly. Like, of all the cryptids, I find Dogman to be the most terrifying. For sure. Because there's this, like, malevolence that goes along with him. Like, I know we've already been talking about it, but, like, it's just so different than what you hear about... I mean, even Mothman, a lot of people are like, you know, he was, like, trying to warn... Right, people of Point Pleasant, yeah. you know, there's that attributed to him. Bigfoot, obviously, like some of the southern variants, like the skunk ape has some violent streaks, but yeah. like, mostly Most Bigfoot just... is considered like a pretty friendly, like, right. you, you give me my space and I'll give you yours type of guy, you know? But like, that is not the case with Dogman. Yeah. Scary as hell.
0: See, like, you went in the direction... That uh, with uh like the um, the Poplik that we went with. Yeah. Like one of the one of the guys ends up, you know, getting getting Dying. attacked by the goat man. Yeah. yeah. Which I see I see him as just maybe I don't know. I would I would think maybe just as malevolent, just as like you know, but
1: I could see that. Also, you Especially know Especially your theory on Popelik was the deal with the devil, right? Right, so. exactly. Yeah. You're talking about a cryptid that's literally corrupted by a demonic yeah, force. of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd put him in the same in the same ballpark for sure. But yeah, like, Dogman is just so widely reported. I right. Think that's that in combination with how like how dark its demeanor always is. Yeah. Like that. That's what freaks me out about it. I mean, like.
0: Just on average, and you're gonna hate me I'm sure for saying it, but like werewolves are one of Uh like the most like reported things, you know, like so and I'd put that right in line, you know, obviously. Yeah. So people
1: often people often combine reports of dogman and reports of werewolves. Right. But like obviously the distinction between them is that Dogman lore has nothing has no mention of transformation, right? Like, yeah, of course. This is a beast that is a beast at all times, right? That's the that's the big distinction. Yeah, but like, okay, so let's get into the Dogman variants, variances, because okay. yeah, yeah. there are quite a few. So, there are two types of Dogman, two recognized types. Is there a friendly one? No,
0: no, not your <laughs> domestic Dogman
1: yeah there's <laughs> yeah there's definitely no domestic dogma so there Bummer. are ones called type threes, okay, and there are canine types, okay, so right. the canine types are there are like four different variants of the canine type, okay, and honestly most of the most of the variants just. Mark how, how large it is, and like fur colors, and really like how big the 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 dog's head is seems to be a big, a big change from variant to variant. Okay, like
0: like particularly like the snout or anything like
1: that. Yeah, and just like the actual head itself. Okay, like how how huge it is, but. Basically, they're, like, some that look like timber wolves that basically just look like big wolves, right? Right. And that's that's variant one. Variant two is pretty cool, honestly. They're, like, -like. (laughs) hyena-like. Okay. Like, lots of, like, ragged fur, and they're seen with, like, um, sort of, like, spots or speckles in their fur. Huh. Right? Like a mangy-looking... Yeah. Yeah. All right. But Big. I can dig Super it. Super big. Yeah. And um, variant three and four are pretty similar. They're just one is larger than the other. Variant four is like the largest of the canine types. But All the right. fun ones are the type threes. Not the canine variety, but the type threes. Right. And there are three variants of those. So variant one is, and I'm reading the description of these from a book called The Michigan Dogman compiled by GB Haggart so this is just straight out of there Um, so variant 1 for type 3 dogman is tall, lean, strong and has a baboon style head
0: weird, okay
1: this kind of dogman is what allows some researchers to believe dogmen are dinopithecus a giant baboon yeah Yeah, alright. So that's, you know that's if you weird yeah. Yeah. It's weird to imagine. So picture the baboon has sort of almost like the dog snout. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. Variant two, hominid body, a chow like head. Um, because of their human like appearance they're often mistaken for werewolves. Right. Right. So that's that's what I imagine in this particular case. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and variant three is essentially described as Sasquatch with a muzzle, with like a dog snout. Huh. Okay. Hair hair can be puffy in appearance and are often mistaken for a Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Basically, a Sasquatch with a dog head. Yeah. Basically.
1: All right. Which is scary as
0: shit. Yeah, I mean that would be huge. Yeah. Huh. I definitely don't want to have a run in with that thing. I no. think I'm never going to Michigan.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> See, that's the scary thing about Dogman, though, is like Michigan is basically the epicenter of the lore of the right. legend, right? But like they're reported everywhere. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I was, when I was researching this, I found several Dogman reports from here, from Indiana from like well i'm never going outside yeah from like east central indiana oh man from from our neck of the woods
0: yeah that's awful (laughs) yeah all right dude they're everywhere no i'm not surprised i mean with it being such a it's such a common thing and i know it's very widespread for sure um you know i just i hope that i never have my run-in same dude i hope that for you like a hyena one he probably kick that little guy I don't I know I guess it's probably, it's probably bigger than a hyena but I mean yes. well I guess they're, they could be kind of bigger too so
1: yeah I'm pretty sure hyenas True. weigh like 150 pounds yeah I guess you're right yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're bigger alright well I take that back yeah absolutely I, I mean I wouldn't want to fuck with any of them
0: no not at all not at all but yeah that that one just sounds like the mangy like mangest and kind of i don't know maybe you know again maybe not quite like the smaller smaller of the of the ones but still yeah you know so so basically what you want is you want a canine type and not a type 3 apparently
1: yeah because the type 3 is basically like a yeah the type 3 is kind of like a like a um Ninja Turtles bad guy, (laughs) yeah. All right, yeah. Like the fucking the bodybuilder body body with like mixed with an animal. That's basically how they did every villain for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, kind of like the lizard man. Yeah, (laughs) kind of like the lizard
0: man, (laughs) or uh, the the otter guy. I can't remember his name. Don't say it.
1: All right, I won't. You shut your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but regardless, um, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's immediate what I immediately what I imagine, and so like, no, but like, yeah, this guy, he's out here already afraid of the dark, and man, just just a series of unfortunate events, like, yeah. Like that, I'm just yeah. I'm kind of st- I'm stuck on that just because just reliving like, the yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was like he he probably was would have would have been like super pumped to like get the promotion. You know, he's ready to go out. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, prove my worth, and whatever else. And then just mauled by a dog man. Mauled. Never Absolutely never mold. makes it back alive.
1: Yeah. It's a it's an unfortunate series of events. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and I do appreciate so, like the description of the process too, like biting into his throat and
1: yeah, yeah, all the gurgling and yeah, I like yeah. I like you know descriptive for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean I I wanted to make it scary, for sure. I felt so. like if If ever we were gonna go for a straight horror story, this was the subject to do it on like I mean, this is a monster, like you right. put it best in the first couple minutes of the show like i I almost put it in the category of monster more than cryptid
0: i i yeah, I would agree with that for sure, yeah, I think it's more like more in that realm for sure, and I have a question, yeah, if you were out in the middle of the forest. It's nice and dark. You only have basically your 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 torch, your flashlight, with you. Um, and you hear this low growling. What would you do?
1: I would walk in the opposite direction of the growling. Would you walk or would you take off? I would walk. You would walk. Okay. Maybe it's because I live with a gang of cats. Yeah, but like, draw more attention. You think when you yeah when you run, okay. a lot of animals like to chase. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Especially if I was in a place that had, like, um, mountain lions or something. Like, you don't want to run from a mountain lion because it's like, oh, playtime. Yeah. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. I was trying to think, like, what
0: would I do? You know, would it be something like I would just stand and stand guard? Or, like, I mean, because, like, especially if you're hearing it that well, like, that, like, you're prominent i guess you yeah. know that it's it's reasonably close yeah right so
1: see that's what huh. was so scary in the story was that he was so distracted trying to get the shot he didn't realize how close it was until it was too close right until you literally know? like it's right up on him yeah mm. okay yeah that's a scary situation for sure yeah even regardless of dog man just like that and that sort of close call with a wild animal is scary. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: yeah. know, like, especially when he like when he starts to starts to, you know, try and move and then he like drops his flashlight, loses his sense of direction, falls over, like Man, yeah. that's just like the worst like just the worst experience because like Yeah, maybe he might have had somewhat of a fighting chance if he would have been able to like create some distance and yeah you know like i mean who knows really how far out he was at that point you might not have been too far from like a road or something sure um you know or some somewhere that had maybe some light or something like that like yeah so but you know he just happens well it has to just fall and lose his direction and everything else
1: Dude, when you have all that adrenaline in your body, and then something like tripping and falling happens, yeah. it's so easy to get confused. Oh, without a doubt, like, yeah. Especially I mean, it's in gonna, the dark,
0: it's gonna literally change, right? Change everything, you know, because yeah. like, and it's also gonna slow you down. I mean, obviously, falling over is gonna slow you down, yeah. but like, you know, it's gonna it's gonna wreck like that much, like you know, that drive, that you know, that boost of energy and everything you have, that adrenaline, right? Yeah, you know, and it's gonna like immediately spike downward you know yep. just because like it's immediately lost so. Yeah, for sure now um, I know we have the ca- we have the hikers that uh, found his camera right and like so when they're when they're going through the pictures he said like obviously he has his pictures of his barn owls and yeah. then like he has like some really out of focus pictures of of the wolf right or of yeah. this or sorry of this dog man sorry um, but it has like these out of focus pictures that they thought was like of of a wolf or something. Yeah. Um like did it in it, so I guess what I'm trying to get at is anybody kinda put two and two together or was had, like how was his body found? Like and, and I don't know if you really thought that far. You yeah. know, to kinda kinda you know, bring bring that kinda back
1: around, but Yeah, it's kinda curious of that. Yeah, I mean, his body was found and It was ruled the result of an animal attack. Okay. Right. So, because it was. I mean,
0: yeah, obviously. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, that's... And this happens all the time. You know? Like, that's the thing is, like... This this story was fiction, obviously, but it's based on lots of accounts of people who have seen Dogman. Plus, the... You know, what happens when a hiker or a photographer or whatever, their body is discovered in the woods, you know, as the result of an animal attack. Yeah. Right. Like any one of those could have been, could have been dog man. So if there's any takeaway
0: here, it's don't go out at night. Yeah. Like, especially through the forest. I mean, like, and you know, you have people like these are their careers. Like, yeah, they go out like searching for different things at night. So like, Man, I don't know. I, I, it's just not something I want to do.
1: Like, yeah. I, w- I would I would want to do it all. Personally, in my opinion, it's 2022, and there's no reason for a human being to be sleeping in the woods. There's no reason for that. There's just simply no excuse.
0: I, well, you, that's
1: to each their own, I guess. Look, and I know a big chunk of our audience are people who go out and look for Bigfoot, and they camp, and they, you know. Right. And good on you but I personally I like camping
0: but you know (laughs) like I I, I guess I would prefer the alternative which would be what glamping right so yeah yeah (laughs) you know like I mean yeah like I've camped I've obviously camped in tents many 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 times and it's something like I still love like even as I've gotten older but I say go out in an area that's like you know not just out in, like, some, like, remote area that's, you know, like, dense forest and you know, you're you sure. probably gonna be not found for a while. Yeah, Like, go somewhere that's maybe semi-populated, like, you know, there's obviously, like, trails, maybe even, like, lit trails, like, you know, like, or even, like, entrances to those that, you know, yeah, yeah I just... Yeah, I, I, you know, obviously, like, we can't... <laughs> you know, we can't create, like, a survival guide here, but... Like yeah, that's that's just my takeaway for sure,
1: dude. I hate camping.
0: I'm I, just putting yeah, it out there. I know. I,
1: I I hate it. I don't like sleeping anywhere except my house. You realize this
0: takes away from our show. I, like you know, the whole idea of the campfire and look, know, I love tales a good. And,
1: I, I I love a good campfire, but I prefer okay, it in a right. backyard. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. You know, I'll have to agree with you there. I do like retiring to the confines of my own home afterwards. But yeah, exactly. Like I, said, I also like camping. So I, but I've always, you know, I've always been that way too. Like, so. But
1: all right, so let's get into a little history of all Dog right, Man. Let's do it. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to. All I'd
0: right. like to learn some more.
1: Okay, so the first ever alleged encounter with the Dog Man was in Wexford County in Michigan. Two lumberjacks. Saw a creature that they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. That was the very first one. Okay. These so, are lumberjacks. Yeah. So it originated in, like, lumberjack lore. Right? Which is, like, a huge thing in the U.S. Right. There's of course. Because these are the guys that were out there on the edges, literal the literal edges of civilization. Like, sleeping in the woods at night. Yeah. Being dumb. Being
0: dumb. (laughs) I mean, you have to think about it, man. Before, like, you know, we had, like, nice houses and things like that. Like, this is very common. Like, you know? You move from area to area, set up camp. Like, you know, it's... So, like, think about that. You're very fortunate. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, it's it's not dumb. It's just this is the way that things were. Like, without that, we would not
1: be where we are now. Yeah, for sure. So... No, we stand on the shoulders of giants. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, other notable encounters in 1937 in Paris, Michigan, Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs, and he said that one of the five walked on two legs. Like, and then reports of similar creatures came from Allegan County in the 50s, and in Manistee and Cross Village in 1967. So like there are way there were waves of dogman sightings in Michigan so, like, from the thirties forward. So these things basically just like run in packs of
0: normal dogs or it seems whatever that else, way. right? So It seems
1: that the canine variety seem to like blend in. Yeah. yeah. That's how it sounds, for sure. Okay. And then of course you can't talk about Dogman without talking about the beast of Bray Road. Which is in Wisconsin. Right? Linda S. Godfrey wrote the book, The Beast of Bray Road. Um and like there there's a huge history behind the Beast of Bray Road, and we'll honestly probably give it its own episode yeah. at some point in the future. But absolutely a dog man, if you ask me. Okay. Alright. For sure. That's fair. Okay, so the big thing here when when this all came to prominence was actually pretty late it was in 1987 okay the year I was born 1987 okay Um, a radio DJ named Steve Cook in in Michigan recorded a song titled The Legend okay alright yeah and he initially played it as an April Fool's Day joke right it was like a whole bit he was running on the radio station mm-hmm. and he based the songs on myths from like from all over North America right And basically it describes Dogman, although he says that he's never even heard of Dogman before he wrote the song. huh okay right? okay. Like his quote is "I made it up completely from my own imagination as an April Fool's prank for the radio. And stumbled my way to a legend that goes back all the way to Native American times. Um, So basically what happened was he released this song. And it was just like a a mess around a bit for the radio show. And then over the next few months, the radio station gets flooded with reports of seeing Dogman. Like from years ago people that are like i had no idea this was a thing and like i didn't realize anyone else ha- had ever experienced something like this and this is what i saw this is what i felt whatever like kind of made
0: people more uh, i guess more apt to like share their stories and yeah more willing that, to come like, forward. this forward actually something right yeah
1: yeah so like a lot of people uh people that are skeptical of dog man will always point to like the radio, the DJ, right? Like, Oh, this just comes from him. But like, it's the response that matters to me. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Same as when, again, with a lizard man comparison in that, when that woman faked that picture of the guy in the power ranger yep. suit, right. And released yeah. that, that's less important than the fact that the that that photo making it to the news, in like inspired people who had supposedly seen lizard man came with like they were inspired to come forward. So I mean, you have to think of
0: it like in a lot of a lot of cases like this, like you know, like unless you know that like other people experience these things, you might think it's just a trick of your imagination or yeah. maybe like you know you're hallucinating things like you know that that happens right yeah so, like and it's also you might be like well people might think i'm crazy if i say something like this so like yeah. you know, keep it to yourself um and then when this is out like you know like out the, out in the media i mean it's out like in the public then yeah people are going to be a lot more you know a lot more upfront about it for sure
1: yeah i mean having your experience validated is huge exactly like, and that's what. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's what I think. The, I don't think that the radio, the song is. I don't think it's on the side of skepticism here. I think it just, it was a silly thing. He put it out and it made people realize like, oh, that thing I saw, I maybe I really saw it. And you like, know? did
0: he ever say like this is a, this is actually a joke? Or this wasn't yeah. like intended to. No,
1: not on the radio. He didn't. Okay. Huh.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure that probably would have worked, and kind of the reverse. You reverse that quite a bit. Yeah. but
1: Yeah. Um. Here's another quote from him about his position on dog. All right. Okay. He says, "I'm tremendously skeptical." Because I've sort of seen the way folklore becomes built from the creation of this song to what it's turned into. But I do believe people who think they saw something really did see something. I also think the Dogman provides them with an avenue to explain what they couldn't explain for themselves. Yeah. Which is. Exactly. You know, yeah, that's wise. You know, like, even if what they saw wasn't Dogman. This gives them like a way to talk about it, right? You know, I, to I talk agree. about their yeah, experience. That's,
0: yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, you know, if other people are more open, like, you know, it's gonna it's gonna cause that kind of like domino effect where everybody's gonna like it's gonna follow, right? Yeah, um, just for like you said, feeling more validated or at least like you know being more out out with it. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that's good. Like. I don't know. It's it's a huge thing like there are so many encounter stories that it's just I find it really hard to to ignore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's kind of one of those things like if it's so widely seen or encountered or whether it be mistakenly, you know, like judge is one thing and it's actually something else whatever like misinterpreted or whatever or misidentified or yeah yeah um i just think like it's that it's one of those like the more the more like it's talked about the more um again that people are open with it i think we're gonna have more and more encounters like more and more like people coming you know at least seeing it you know like different things like that so yeah, um, which happens again with a lot of things. Like the more things are brought to light, the more
1: that they become bigger yeah. and more real. And right, see, that's the thing is like hundreds of of accounts a year come in about Dogman. Yeah, that's pretty and significant. Like, if even one of them is legitimate, then Dogman is legitimate. It only takes one. Agreed. Like yeah.
0: And yeah, I mean just, the rest can be all fake yeah. or whatever else. As long as as long as one is true, then yeah, that's all that it matters.
1: That's why I have I mean it's the same the same stance I have on Sasquatch. Bigfoot. Yeah. Like when the numbers get that high, it becomes less and less probable that it's all fake. I agree. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: I definitely agree with that. I mean, because again, these are rep- quote unquote sightings right yeah and you know did multiple instances and multiple reports of it so yeah I would say like that gives it that much more like credence and makes it that much more real for sure
1: yeah like there are enough that like okay I have to recommend this podcast it's called Dogman Encounters Radio Alright. Right? and the host Vic Cundiff like it's a super good show and it's literally the entire show is just going over dogman encounters and that's like that's how many there are how I was going to say and there's literally
0: is. that many that they can do an entire show on it yeah that's crazy
1: it's, a, it's incredible it's like stratospheric numbers as far as cryptid encounters go
0: yeah no that's actually surprising
1: yeah so I told you man I, I told you I before we started I wasn't started, aware that much yeah yeah. It's it's huge. It's huge. Also, the Confessionals podcast with Tony Merkel has some like damn good dogman coverage. He he's spoken to several people who have had dogman encounters and like nice. Tony always does an awesome interview, but like his dogman stuff is it's very good. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, well. another another big hotspot for yeah. dogman is a place that is weird as shit in general it's going back to the beginning of our show this is a hot spot (laughs) it's called the land of the lakes all right okay and it's uh it's not quite a national park it's it's designated a national recreation area which is like kind of like one step below a national park yeah right um it's 110,000 acres in Jeez. Kentucky and 60,000 acres in Tennessee. It straddles the border. Wow. Right. And yeah, 170,000 acres. And it's a super weird place. Like it's all, it's mostly wildlife. There are trails and stuff for people, you know, mm-hmm. to come and there's a lake on each side. That's why it's called land of the lakes or land okay. between the lakes. Um, But in this, like, 170,000 acres. There are more than 270 graveyards from the 18th and 19th century. Like Jeez. old, weird, tiny graveyards. Yeah. That's creepy. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a very creepy place. Like it's very strange and there have been like reports of all kinds of shit in there. But there's there's a um a fairly Popular now myth of or reports of a monster, a dog man that roams this like 170,000 acres, right? And like, there's a documentary coming out on it. I'm not sure if it's already out yet, but like, it's this place is this is another thing that's going to end up getting its own episode. It's a hot like, spot. Yes, I would love to talk <laughs> about. Like people in the in the Fortean community talk about land between the lakes so much that like they just say LBL, okay, like it's because so much weird shit goes down, right? There.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those places again. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like we're getting we're getting back back to that which we haven't I haven't been in a little while, um, but there are a lot of a lot of those like you know that really yeah. just house so much crazy stuff that comes out of that or comes out of the area that yeah it's just crazy
1: yeah i would love to cover land between the lakes the same way we did like nahani valley yeah you know we're just like just try to just get the tip of the iceberg of all the insanity that goes on there like Mm -hmm. there's tons of paranormal stuff going on like um spirit lights in the woods and like that's cool encounters with there have been tons of ufo sightings from there like yeah that's a lot Dog yeah, we'll sightings and bigfoot sightings we'll like, have to touch on it for sure yeah it'd be a cool spot to to look into i feel like it's it's sort of a rabbit hole warning yeah that's i know? was gonna
0: say that's that's the only thing i worry is that like we could probably get into talking about multiple things from the area and we could probably do it pretty extensively yeah, um, you know so
1: that's one but, of those spots that we could devote like a month of episodes to right exactly you know I
0: mean? yeah. yeah
1: which was what I'd like to eventually do with Skinwalker Ranch yeah I agree with that for Is sure just do like a full month and cover like different aspects of it as we go through yeah, yeah. I mean tons of
0: tons of stories and things that have happened in that area that just
1: would yeah. be
0: hard to go over in just an episode to give it that like At least to make it effective,
1: yeah. Sure. Oh, and speaking of Skinwalker Ranch, a lot of people, a lot of people think that many of the sightings of Skinwalkers in that area are actually misidentified dogmen. dogmen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, I'll buy it. uh, Yeah. These like big lumbering. They see like all the shaggy shit Mm -hmm. around its head and like ears mistaken for horns, and like (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, man, Dogman is everywhere. I see so. But, like, before. So, I'm going to go back to this book. Okay. Yeah. So, what I'm going to do, again, the book is The Michigan Dogman by G.P. Haggart It's basically a, a compilation of Dogman reports, sightings that people have had. So, what I'm going right. to do is, I'm just going to randomly flip to a page and read one of these encounters. And then. Page 118. Page 118. Some of these are a little more um, Let's say exciting than others So (laughs) we'll see what we get Alright Okay this one is titled A Farm Outside of Karuna 2008 Nice I don't know if this will be helpful But it's interesting I live in Sarnia, Ontario On the Canadian side of the Michigan border Almost two months ago, a police officer friend of my husband's told him about being called out to a farm outside of Karuna, still on the border but further downriver, to examine some horses. What he found was six horses in a corral that had bled to death from huge claw marks on their neck and shoulder areas. There had been reports of a lynx on the native reserve outside of town, and a young boar black bear had been trapped and moved about 100 kilometers away from this incident. But these predators don't kill like that. They will kill one prey, drag it away, and cache it, then go back for another. These horses died where they were attacked. Just another one of those strange stories with no immediate explanation, I suppose. So yeah, that's pretty okay. weird. Yeah, It's weird to, to think of an animal that would attack and kill six horses and not take any of them for food. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the weirdest part of it. Like, why, why kill in the first place? Right? Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, unless it's like means of survival or something, but obviously it, it's a horse.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's that like malevolence, right? That right. just like yeah, killing, super weird, f- killing for the sake of killing. Okay, you want but another yeah, that's, one? Yeah, that's
0: super, super weird. Yeah, let's let's do another one. That All one right.
1: was pretty short. Give me another page. Uh, forty-seven. Page 47. This one is called A Drive, again in 2008. Okay. The way that this story all fell together for me is just way too weird for this story to be untrue. About three years ago, my cousin Mike and I were dropping off his girlfriend and her friend after seeing a movie. It was about 11 o'clock, and we were going down this long gravel road that stemmed off another back county road. The long gravel road was about two miles long and it led directly to his girlfriend's house. It was basically her driveway. After dropping them off and heading back to the driveway, we saw something off the side of the road about a 100 yards or so away. At first, we just figured it was some sort of animal, so we flashed the brights on and off to scare it away. Once we got closer, maybe 20 yards away, we, we realized this wasn't anything we had ever seen before whatever it was stood up its back was massive and hunched over and its legs were very skinny when it looked at us its eyes glowed in the headlights scared to death i just looked down i did not want to look at this thing i was way too terrified my cousin and i both sat there panicking do we turn the headlights off what if we lose sight of it do we just turn the car off and let this thing walk away What if there's another one and we can't start the car and get away fast enough? Do we hit it and keep driving? What if we don't kill it and it sits on the hood and tries to get into the car? As we both sat there in terror, I continued to watch it out the top of my eyes. Out the top of his eyes. (laughs) 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 What a strange way to say it. Okay, there was no way that I was going to look directly at this. Or if there's another one, I don't want to see it either. All I could really see of it was its skinny dog-like legs and its massive upper body. It stood there for a second, and then we just and then it just walked into the woods, on two legs. Up until a while ago, when I told people about it, I told them that the only thing I remembered was that its eyes shined back, its large hunched-over back, and its skinny dog-like legs. When my cousin and I talked about it, we just tried to conclude that maybe... It was a deformed bear or something. We had never (laughs) heard of the Michigan dog man before. The part where this story gets weird. Wow. Weird hasn't happened yet. All right. The part where this story gets weird is when I was talking to my friends back at home just a few weeks ago. We were trying to get together a ghost hunting trip for when I came home on leave from San Diego with the Marines. I was online searching for Michigan hauntings. And Michigan Paranormal Activity, and I came across this story titled Michigan Dogman. The police reports, the witness accounts, the drawings, everything matched perfectly. It was crazy to me that other people had seen what I saw that night. It had been about three years since then, and it was insane that just now I'm finding such a perfect explanation. All right. So, yeah, sounds to me like this guy saw a dogman for sure.
0: Yeah i like that he mentioned like if they stay there if it'll just sit on its hood yeah (laughs) i was like i just immediately pictured you know just sitting there just waiting
1: yeah it's fun see little details like that in in accounts are what make them seem feel legit to me because that is the kind of dumb shit you might think of in a panicked moment (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, true. True. Like what if we hit it with a, our car and it just like hangs onto the hood and tries yeah. to tries uh, to get in?
0: I, I mean, yeah, I, I think I've seen enough horror movies that, right? Like, you know,
1: that that super unlikely shit would, runs through your head.
0: Yeah, that even even though like it would be extremely unlikely and probably extremely far-fetched like maybe,
1: who knows? Yeah. All, All right. right. Give me one more page number. We'll do one more. 192. 192. Okay. Wow. I promise all these not all these stories are from 2008.
0: And that one is from yes. 2008
1: as well? All three. Nice. All right. Three for three. Hashtag synchronicity. There well, <laughs> we go. All right. This one is titled Dogman Rushes Highway and Rams Pickup. <laughs> okay.
0: It's quite the title.
1: Yeah. It's pretty good. These are almost definitely like email titles, you know, subject lines from the emails he right, received Yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, you got
0: to get you got to get somebody's attention, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay. Dogman rushes highway and Ram's pickup 2008. One night she was driving me home. It was very late. Well after 11 p.m., we were on U.S. 31 northbound around the Rothbury area of Oceana County on the expressway. Being February in Michigan, the roads were naturally snowy with scattered patches of ice and bare pavement. There was a small pickup truck in front of us, about five car lengths ahead of her, when all of a sudden we saw something on two legs dart out from the left, just in front of an overpass. It ran across the two-lane highway and hit the back of the small pickup in the rear quarter panel, causing the pickup to fishtail. Luckily, the driver of the small pickup regained control, but they didn't stop to see what collided with their truck. If anything, it seemed to pick up speed and get the heck out of there. My friend and I watched in utter astonishment as the creature finished running to the right and disappeared into the woods and trees along the highway. It didn't even break stride after it hit the truck. We looked at one another, sat in silence for a moment, and then said, Did you see? She said, Yeah, I saw it. We finished the ride to my house in silence, both lost in our thoughts. It looked like a giant dog or wolf. It was on its hind legs, not all fours, and it was at least seven feet tall. It had pointed ears, a kind of mane around its neck, almost like a lion's mane was dark in color and its hind legs looked like a dog's which was even more pronounced as it was running only on its hind legs its front legs were freely swinging as it ran and it seemed to have a mouth its mouth slightly open it had an elongated face very much like a collie face and a long nose protruding from its face its face was covered with longish hair the entire creature seemed to be covered in long hair but i can't recall if it had a tail pretty
0: descriptive yeah i like it
1: for sure so i have a major
0: question though all right let's hear it it's one of those like plot holes whatever who is she exactly i need to know <laughs> yeah what like intriguing pros we're encountering her here. or
1: right yeah all right i'm into it yeah that was good that
0: was good like i said i like the description of that one yeah. Because uh, the other I man was, you know, semi, semi, semi described, but not quite as in, in detail.
1: Yeah. How wild would that be? Especially like you're navigating these like icy roads and then all of a sudden just, just like slam yeah. right into the car in front of you.
0: And so, and they said it was like roughly about five car lengths ahead or something yeah. like that, right?
1: That's responsible so, I mean, luckily, ice driving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, they were back far enough that like. I mean obviously this thing just kind of pushed through it was it was on its way it was it was on yeah. a mission obviously yeah so for sure okay
1: this is I I highly recommend this book honestly if you're like just getting into dogman for sure like just cuz it's just a a compilation of accounts and just right. it helps you kind of grasp how common the accounts are and how many yeah. there are and how similar they saying, are
0: it sounds like some of them are pretty gnarly too
1: yeah yeah some we got lucky the some of them are fairly dry some of them are like dog band crosses road like <laughs> just single sentence stories I, I mean that's the title like they right, just see right. it, okay okay like they just see a, i mean and those sightings are valid too and they they matter like if you just see one you know yeah but like of course you're i'm i lean toward the like action-packed ones right oh yeah i mean but, the like, ones
0: that actually have
1: some meat to them yeah that's you know a, a story though that's another reason why i believe this so much is because like okay the accounts vary enough to where like i don't know, even people who see like There, there are people who see it just crossing a road, or they see it from one ridge to another, or you know, it isn't just like a a dogman appeared in front of me and I felt like I was going to die. Like it's there are these mundane, like almost like a story of someone talking about like I saw a white-tailed deer in the woods. You know what I mean?
0: That's why, like, it's just
1: commonplace. Yeah, that's why I. I fully believe that there are dogmen out there. The only thing that
0: stands out to me that just makes it harder for me to grasp is, and all the details and the way that this is always described as having dog-like legs. Yeah. So I imagine like you know like a golden retriever or like a collie <laughs> or something like that. Like these like thin little chicken legs but yet this like big massive upper body right
1: like a ninja turtles
0: right it just seems like it it seems like harder for it to be able to support it or for it to not be like wibbly wobbly
1: right i I don't think they mean like the size of dog legs you know what i mean just the appearance yeah the way they're the way they're built basically maybe maybe that's the way I like, always pictured I would, it. I least. would think
0: it like it would take like some some nice you know at least like some decent like thighs and, and yeah. calves to support like these like such like larger torsos.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're seven feet tall and you're you know this like mountain of muscle, the way it's been described, you yeah. you at least got to have some you know some decent glutes to right. hold yourself Not, up. Not like little right? tiny
0: peg legs. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it has been described as having thin legs, right? Like thin dog-like legs, right? But not dog-sized, right? The way I picture it is like, you know, dogs kind of have like the um, the exaggerated ankle and knee joints, right? right? Where the dog's leg kind of juts forward and then back, and then like the knee is locked almost at like a forty-five degree angle when they're standing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I,
0: I mean, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, that's yeah, how I. That's voice. just, that's just what kind of sticks out as like kind of just one of those like, yeah. Seems seems strange, but Seems cartoonish. I mean, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But I mean, otherwise, like, yeah. I mean, with the with the amount of sightings, you know, quote unquote sightings and things like that, like all these stories and tales and different things, like. Yeah. And it makes it just as as possible as anything. Yeah. I agree, you know. So, yeah, I am not going to I'm not going to dismiss it for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put like I've said, I put Dogman right up there with Sasquatch, right? yeah Like it's on the same believability level for me. Yeah, I, I,
0: I I'd have to agree. I mean, you know, especially after like just kind of talking through it and everything. Like, yeah, I think I'm more apt to more apt to buy it now than I was when we started.
1: Well, good. Then I accomplished something today. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Um, Awesome. The big question for me is like, it's nature, right? Like, because there's, there's all this evil connected to it, all this like malevolence, and I just don't know where that would come from. If it was just a wild animal it has to be more than just a wild
0: animal. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I yeah. mean there's gotta be some maybe it's like some curse, some some
1: like I don't I don't know. Some demonic force or Exactly. Something. I don't I don't know. I mean I I tend to lean toward extraterrestrial for Bigfoot, and I guess that could be just as plausible here. Right, but I guess, I mean yeah, I guess it could,
0: like you know I, why not, right? Yeah, um, you know, but yeah, I, I think it. I think it's more something more dark. Yeah, you think so? Evil, sinister,
1: more horror, less science fiction. Yeah, yeah. I think so. All right. Yeah. yeah, I mean it definitely. There's definitely a a sinister element to a lot of the For sure. So, I I buy that. I don't know. I mean campers listeners get i mean give us your best theory on dogman
0: i'm sure there's plenty of them out there yeah (laughs) for sure yeah definitely
1: let us know yeah like i i want to know i want to know what the hell it is like i believe it exists i just don't know what it is i don't know well let's get the conversation started uh on our socials yeah absolutely get them out there yeah i'll be I'll be posting tons of Dogman photos this week, so.
0: Or if anyone has had their own firsthand encounter. Yes. Seen it. You know, whatever. Let us know. That would be even better, honestly. For real.
1: <laughs> like, DM us. I want to hear some Dogman encounters. Right, yeah. Yes. Great. All right. And that concludes episode 37, Dogman. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on.
0: And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content, Behind the scenes, we're just keeping up on our day-to-day, and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support buy a shirt, buy a sticker buy a blanket, buy a pillow anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling
1: and a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram the brilliant mind behind the gorgeous music that you hear each week behind the debrief so go find him at reverentmusic.bandcamp.com or you can visit his Spotify page by searching reverent R-E-V-E-R-E-N-T All of these links can be found in the episode description. Go and support him. You both deserve it. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the the unknown. unknown.